old school Paul, new school Justin. Man, y'all still going to school though. <laughs> Sit down, listen up. Father, son, y'all think it's just another one. Fade the beta, they be grading players, all it's done is. Made the piper pay me, and they've been grinding lately. Up late, hit the waivers, don't hate the player, hate me. It's just a game boy, never gifted one on Christmas. Instead, I asked for ships to hit everything off my wish list. Check the litmus, do y'all really not get this? Hit this triangular shaped button, I don't want you to miss this. But I guess that's really none of my business. Me risky free, cruise with Paul and Justin, just listening. Yards after contact and catch, that's a lot of distance. The kind of info make me wanna blow opponents' kisses. But I gotta be clear, there was one key difference. Relationship is deep in this vent of ellipses. Like how Justin agreed to washing all the dishes. I'm just grateful Paul turned the miss into the missus. Father, son, pie, get down on the get down. If you don't get it now, then get, get out. Father, son, pie. Sit down and get rich now. If you're not feeling it now, then get, get out. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Father Son Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Justin. And, and we are back, everyone. Everyone's been asking where we've been. Yeah. Where have we been? Where have we been? I don't know, but we're back <laughs> now. That's all that matters. It is all that matters. It's is been it? a long off season. It's been a very long time. We uh been busy. We're happy to be back. People are wondering where we are. Well, here we are, everybody. Yeah, we're back and I mean, there's no real excuse. I mean, I got a job, I'm busy. Yeah, I'm there's no excuse. Focusing on priorities. We don't make money for this. We don't make money. We do it for fun. We do it for fun. Do it and for the bantering. The bantering. We try and we keep, also give good advice. We, and we try to keep people entertained. We keep, we do. I think we have one of the more entertaining podcasts, and we also have one of the more informative podcasts. If you listen to us in the last year, like you mean, obviously my Miles Sanders and DJ Moore didn't pan out well. Nah, but forget hey, about Miles Sanders. Will you get off the committee bandwagon? No, now it's time to buy. It's, I was a year him. early. Stop. We're gonna, we, it, <laughs> no, I can't Miles ever Sanders, quit him. Miles Sanders. It's the same old people. Get some new people in there. I do have some new people. I have some new people. I mean, I I just want to improve as a fantasy analyst. Uh, I've been doing a lot of dynasty leagues, dynasty startups. Really liking what I'm doing with there. But we are a redraft podcast, and you don't do a lot of dynasty. You dabble with it. Well, we've done some. We're doing some now. We're in it. We got a couple of them going on now. We've been doing some stuff, but now it's re it's ready to get ready. It's redraft season. Redraft time because I got people's drafts are coming up, and the, the summer's going by quickly. Yeah, I gotta change my brain from dynasty to redraft. We're back on the airwaves. People are hearing us, and we'll be doing this. Less frequently than we have in the past. Usually we did like three episodes a week. I don't even know how we did three episodes no, a week back in the day. We're going to start off with every Tuesday at least. So at least right now. Well, we're recording on Tuesdays. So the episode's not going to come out to like Thursday. Right. Which it, is fine. Which is okay. So we're going to try to do once a week. We we probably will. And then once the season comes in, we'll, we'll figure out that. We'll do a few more. Well, depending on how much time you, we have. You're, you're golfing out there. Oh, yeah. Lots of golfing. I'm working. I'm doing a lot of stuff. So. My Twitter at Justin underscore FFB. You don't even tweet, but if you want to find his Twitter, I haven't been on. You can I'm going to start it. getting back on Twitter. So if you want to shout <laughs> me out, I'll answer you. I'm going to get back on it. I'll get active again. At Father Son FF is a Twitter podcast, so you can. I mean, so you can just find out when we do launch an episode. We will be live streaming these in the future, probably. I do have a new laptop, so new streaming software. But I'm excited to get back into this. It's yes, the first it's excited to get back. First in. redraft episode of the year. First episode of 2020. We 2021. Sorry, we have not recorded since October of last year. It's, wow, that's a long time. It's been a long time. Ten months coming. So subscribe, if you guys are new. We are going to come back with some with some redraft headbits for you. So with that without further ado, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's start 
with yeah. last year's bets. All right. People have been wondering what's going on with the bets. What happened? People want to know what well, happened with the bets. Here's and the thing. I'm going to tell everybody wants to know what happened. I'm going to tell them the story. I cannot find my sheet of all our bets we made. And, you, and yeah, I want people to know that he and is the one that wrote them down. And he has them in a special. I know special, what uh, happened to the sheets, everybody, <laughs> because I know full wellingly that I won 90% of the bets. Justin took the sheet and threw it out. That's the only explanation of why I can't find it. Because I'm the champ, like always. I don't lose 90% of the wins. I'm sure I won. The only ones I lost on basically were probably Hayden Hurst. I wish I could find a sheet. I know he stole it on me and threw it out. That's <laughs> I, not good, Justin. Why do you think I care that much about that? Because you, you, you knew I was going to hammer you on air. No. About all the losses you took. No. Yeah. I think we had a Why can't I find it then? You put it in your Can't manila. Find a sheet. <laughs> you, you stole it and threw it out. You put it in your manila folder. No. And you keep it tucked away it's not under in your manila pillow. folder. Well, then I don't know where it is. So I don't have it. We're just going to say I won 90% of the bets and we're, we're going to We're not going to say it. We don't have it. Nope, it doesn't matter. Well, you took what it. we do have is we are in two redraft leagues together. Yep. Last year in the, not the one I commissioned, the other one I placed second again to Bart. Shout out to Bart. And you didn't even. I think you made the playoffs. I don't remember. You you did worse than me. Matter. You did worse it's, than me. Is what I know. Season. And it's then yeah, we're talking about last season's bets. So this is the only thing I have to go off of. Dude, you stole and then the in the sheet. home There's league, nothing to talk about. You in the league where I commission, there. you did place better than me. So right now people can't see it. I'll shake your hand. You did better than me in one league, right. and I kicked your ass in the other. All right, so we're so, even. So, <laughs> so we're this even. year when we start our new bets, we're gonna keep the sheep. Are you gonna post, keep it? We're gonna post it right here on our wall. Yeah, we have to. So we can't lose it. Yeah, I can't have you losing it again and blaming lose, me. You That's stole a, it, bro. So last year, your man's was Hayden Hurst. You were saying, oh, Hayden Hurst is the best. Yeah. Austin Hooper was in this Atlanta offense, yeah. and he did great. He had all these targets, yep. and Hayden Hurst, they just traded for former first round pick. That was your guy. He was becoming your new Jimmy Graham. Yep. And he sucked. He did. And I was lie. telling you he, he, he sucked. He let, he we let, even had great guests down. come on. We had Mike Tagliere come on from Fantasy Pros. He was saying Hayden Hurst is possibly better than Austin Hooper. You were on his side rightfully yep. so. I yep. said no. Yep. I said no, 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 no. Right. He's not better than Austin okay. Hooper. He's bad. And what do they do this year in do. the draft? They take Kyle Pitts at number four. As a Dolphins fan, I wanted Kyle Pitts to fall to number six. He did not. I'm a little upset about that, but I don't blame the Falcons for taking him. So, if you happen, you love Atlanta. I think you're a closet Atlanta Falcons I fan. I like Atlanta because I like an offense that throws you, the ball. You do. And Atlanta so, loves to throw the so ball. So, Kyle Pitts, he's getting all the hype. He's Everyone the hype knows. Is, the hype is so high in this guy, and rightfully so. I mean, he's a rare blend of size and athleticism. Uh-huh. And he goes to the Falcons off, offense that no longer has Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what a perfect landing spot for this guy. Mm-hmm. The hype is so much on him. Uh, he's going around, I think, 55th. In, the, in all drafts. Is that like tight end four or five? Sometimes he's going in the third round. I mean, that's how much people are on this guy. Third round is a little too high of a price for me to pay for a guy who hasn't proven himself in the NFL. Now, like I said, rookies usually don't make immediate impact for the respective teams, right? But there's really no telling how great Pitts can be. The tight end position overall already is really thin. So taking a shot on Pitts as your tight end one isn't really crazy. I mean, people are saying he could get 110 and 120 targets in his offense without Julio Jones because they love to throw the ball. I think that's a little outrageous, 110 to 120 uh, receptions. I'm Rid- Ridley's going to be the number one option in there, and he could be the wide receiver one this year. But he, Ridley also had uh, ankle surgery, so we're not too sure about him right now. I think he's going to be fine, but they're not saying much on him. But uh, the hype on Pitts is real. So let, let me just bring up this stat to get people – 
why it's crazy taking this guy in the third round. So keep in mind, since 1998, okay, I'm going back a little bit. How many tight ends do you think topped 627 yards in the rookie season? How many tight ends since 1998? I'm only talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going, rookie tight ends. Yes, mainly four. 627 yards. Only two. Two. Only Jeremy two. Shockey and Rob Gronkowski. Both saw 115 right. plus targets. Rob Gronkowski. I don't know Jer- who they are. It's I don't, know, be, I don't uh, know their names, but they both saw 115 plus targets. Okay. Uh-huh. With new head coach coming to Atlanta, Arthur Smith, he might not get that many targets. Also, keep in mind that um, ultra-athletic Jonas Smith saw just 65 targets in Smith's offense last year, and he wasn't a rookie. So keep that in mind. Now, Pitts is another breed. Okay, we already said that. But I think the hype is real, but I think people are paying way too big of a price for a guy who hasn't proven himself, especially in a tight end position. So what do you think of that? Especially with the new head coach they got. What do I think about that? What do you, well, give, give us your take on Kyle Pitts. I know that Delaney Walker was the tight end for Arthur Smith back in 2017, okay. and he had 111 targets. Okay. He gave a washed-up Delaney Walker 111 targets. Okay. He is a tight ends coach. He comes to Atlanta as the offensive coordinator. They take Kyle Pitts at four. Kyle Pitts is not a tight end. The dude is a wide receiver. He's a, he's a Hall of Famer. I am, I'm all on Kyle Pitts, and I get tight ends don't normally pan out Are well. you taking him in a third round? Not in the third round. I'll take him as a tight end four. After the big three go of Kelsey Kittle Waller, I'm taking Kyle Pitts over Mark Andrews or TJ Hawkinson. I would take Hawkinson over. I mean, Pitts. that's very close. I'm not going to fault you for that. I, I think that you can make the argument for both. I know I that agree. I know I that agree. Pitts is going to he's the number two option there. Hawkinson's number one. Ridley's there. Then it's Pitts. Pitts has an unreal, like you said, speed and size. The dude can line up wide. You can watch his his college highlights and just fall in love with a guy. He's playing on the outside. He's beating round one cornerbacks in the SEC. With double moves as a tight end, like the dude this big should not move that fast or that fluid. And he, then you tie in the fact that he has like the second longest wingspan of all time uh, compared to like, Calvin Johnson. Like people are saying he is basically Megatron. The dude put up 12 touchdowns last year. He put up 79 targets as a tight end and in college in his second year. And he's only 20 years old. Dynasty obviously well over, like, well worth it, but we're talking redraft this oh, year. Dynasty, yeah, Dynasty, Dynasty is, is different. I mean, but I'm talking redraft this year. It's it's tough. But then they move Julio Jones, and volume is everything in fantasy football. I think he's gonna have the volume this year. They took him fourth for a reason. They're gonna get him implemented pretty soon. Hayden Hurst is still there. You can see their 12 personnel probably uptick, but it doesn't matter because Kyle Pitts is gonna get it. I mean, he's just going to get it. 894 yards is what Jeremy Shockey had in 2002. I believe that is the rookie record since the uh, the merger. And Kyle Pitts is over under according to Vegas for yards. is already set at, I think, a little higher than that. So they're already expecting him. Vegas is expecting him to be the best tight end, rookie tight end of all time. I think he's on track for it. I think he has a chance to be the best tight end of all time. But this is also a guy who we have not seen to play an NFL snap. I'm not There's a risk. Any, I'm not arguing anything. High risk, said. yes. High reward. We Correct. both agree. Yep. I don't have a problem taking him at tight end four. I feel more comfortable if he fell to tight end five well, after Hawkinson. Gonna, I would take him over Andrews. I mean, that's close, yeah. but I would take him over Andrews. I mean, the, everyone's yeah. in on a Kool-Aid, and it's going right. to be draft dependent. Like you said, there's right. some drafts where he's going third round, sure. which is insane. Sure. I'm not taking him third round. I will take him if he falls to tight end four or five, depending on where tight ends are going. I think Kyle Pitts is a game changer, and it's the allure of the the new toy in the shiny box. And Atlanta's defense is still going to be they garbage. Suck. That's what I'm saying. So a lot of negative gonna, game scripts. They're going to still continue to throw the ball. I agree. They're going to be throwing the ball, and we like volume. Yes. 
and our offensive coordinator changed. Arthur Smith's there. He was tight ends coach. He know he he wants to have a good offense. His first year as a coach, he doesn't want to have a bad offense. And Atlanta's in no spot right. to win. So if he has a good offense, they'll keep him around longer. Right. Offensive coordinators changing places. You always got to keep an eye out for that. Joe Lombardi from the Saints to the Chargers. He is now in the Chargers. They got rid of Anthony Lynn. Your boy Justin Herbert. I like Justin Herbert. You liked I, him more I than me. I was right on him last you were. year. What a, but what I can't a hate. I can't was. hate a fellow Justin. No. Us Justins unite. Justin Jefferson, no. Justin Herbert, and then me. So I like Justin Herbert a lot. Where's well, he going in drafts right now? Just, Justin Herbert. I don't. I'm not sure where he's going. You're not sure where he's going. I mean, you I, love him. Why do you love, love Justin him. Herbert? Well, the guy he had a breakout season last year, right? He he's going to be a factor for a very long time. This guy is six foot six, two hundred and seventy seven pounds. He passed for over 4,300 He's not yards. 277 pounds. That's a fat quarterback. 237. 237. That's a fat quarterback. He passed for over 4,300 yards, had 31 touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns, and 10 picks. The challenge for Herbert is to repeat the same numbers as last year while finding more success uh, for this team, right? The passing attack was fun to watch last year, but keep in mind, the Chargers still finished 18th in points and had a 7-9 season. With an upgraded offensive line this year and a solid, healthy defense, should help Herbert this season. He's got such a strong arm this year. He should have a, a cleaner pocket, whereas last season he was pressured a lot, saying that he is one of the most talented young QBs in football. I believe that 100%. I expect him to have similar or even better numbers this year, and the Chargers are going to make the playoffs. Now, they did, oh. a, they did a, ground, a downgrade in tight end. From Hunter Henry to Jared Cook, right? I mean, Jared Cook's fine. He's fine, but he's not a hust- he's not a Hunter Henry, okay? Allen last year had a career low in yards per catch, nine point nine. But keep in mind, he still had a hundred catches and eight touchdowns in only fourteen games. And and I believe Allen could be the wide receiver one this year, okay? If he, this this guy stays healthy, I believe he could. Uh, he doesn't get the respect he deserves. Last four years, he's had over one hundred receptions and one thousand yards. The guy still doesn't get the respect he deserves, and I believe it's because he gets injured a lot. So if he could stay healthy this year, he could be the wide receiver one. On the other side of the ball, you got Mike Williams, who I love Mike Williams every year. You Uh, can get him late in drafts because he's he's got that long ball effect. It's a contract year for him. Uh, He hasn't really lived up to his first-round pick in 2017, and he's failed to surpass 50 catches. I believe he does that this year. I believe the Chargers are going to make the playoffs this year. Herbert's going to have a great year. And I think the offense is going to thrive, especially with a better offensive line. Yeah, you over here talking about the whole Chargers offense. Okay, so now you're like, the well, I love too. the Chargers. The Chargers now, are be Justin good. Herbert's currently going as quarterback six. That's pretty steep. I think that's probably about it. Like, I, I like him there. Well, I look think at what I he did last year. I mean, you, you, you can't fault him for going QB six. No, he's got an improved offensive yeah. line. Austin Eckler's healthy. Keenan Allen is Keenan Allen. He's going to get peppered with targets, and he's consistent option. Mm-hmm. They, Mike Williams, I love his bounce back candidate too. We're going to agree on that this Absolutely. year. I'm warning you right now. I know you've been high on him for a while. I said not yet. And yep. I think this is the year, is the last year to prove it. He's healthy. It's a contract year for him, so I expect big things for him. Yeah, he's got weapons, an improved offensive line, a passing game coordinator who actually wants to throw the ball, which I think he needs because Anthony Lynn is not the smartest. He did have a, a bad, not bad, a, a little bit worse of a second half of the season last year. I mean, I don't know how teams do their defensive prepping this year. We had a lot of scoring last year in 2020 because of COVID. No fans, no offseason for defenses to prepare. You saw offenses just go nuclear last year. So I think league-wide there's going to be some scoring regression back to the mean, but there's still going to be an explosive offense, and I do love Justin Herbert a lot. Quarterback six, though, I mean, you're talking him or Dak Prescott. That's tough. 
I think I'm going yeah, Dak Prescott. Him or all right, ready? This one you're gonna choose Herbert, but like this is a common uh, problem people are gonna have too. Herbert or Lamar Jackson? Oh, it's for me. It's Herbert. You, you hate day. Lamar Jackson. I don't, so like, I don't like Lamar. Jackson. Herbert or Russell Wilson? Lamar Jackson can't play in the big games. Herbert or Russell Wilson? That's another. Tough that's another one. tough one. Um, that's gonna be a tough. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I'm probably gonna. I don't know. That's a tough one. Herbert or Aaron Rodgers, and then if he, if he plays, um, Herbert or Tom Brady. I'll take Herbert. So yeah. Time. So the, the three you're gonna have to choose between. You're gonna have to choose between Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, and Dak Prescott. Yeah. I know you're going Herbert over Lamar Jackson. Him or Dak Prescott's tough. You gotta put your money where your mouth is yep. in that situation. Yep. I do love Justin Herbert this year. I mean, he's a Justin. I can't hate him. I do believe that they're going to have more attempts this year. Yep. He was sixth in the league in money throws. Money throws is a metric on player profile that is just a, a a pass that requires exceptional skill, whether he's being on a run and he throws it on the dot. He's he's really accurate quarterback. We saw his, his deep ball looks beautiful. Even like you said, Eckler's coming back. He, he's going to be healthy. He missed last year. Yeah. Most of his season. Last year he was eighth in air yards as a quarterback. He, he's aired the ball out a lot. You saw it. His deep ball completion percentage wasn't great, but now you have a healthy Mike Williams. I'm hoping that helps him out a lot. He was ninth in pressured completion percentage. We'd like to see that. I mean, the dude looked good as a rookie getting thrown in there. I'm expecting him to have some, you know, more positive uptick with a really, really improved offensive line. That's a big thing. Offensive line matters a lot for sure. quarterback play. And you got his weapons are healthy, and then you add in a better offensive coordinator. And he's also got some sneaky rushing upside. He had he was tenth in the league among quarterbacks in carries. I like that. He didn't even play a full 16 games last year. Remember, Tyrod Taylor was a starter yep. for the first two weeks. Yep. So he has sneaky rushing upside. I want a quarterback that has some rushing upside. He has it. So does the people around him, though, like Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. It's tough. It's tough to choose between them. But the case is there for Herbert, and I think he's going to get some more hype as the offseason goes on. Yeah, you got to look at the th- between him and Prescott. I mean, Prescott's got the offensive weapons around him. Their offensive line should be a little better this year. Prescott's coming back. He's going to be healthy. So that that's a tough choice right there. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably lean toward Prescott on, in that one. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Even though I really love Justin Herbert, but I I'm think, going Prescott. Yeah, I got to go. I'm, I'm trying to win a championship. I'm probably going yeah, Prescott. Yeah. You got to pick with your brain, not your heart all the time. And I have guys I love, like Miles Sanders. I have Stop guys with I love, Miles Sanders, like DJ Moore. We're not talking about him today, but I feel like I have to mention it. First episode back, Scott it wouldn't is a be. a better running back. I already told you. You are delusional. But we have a lot of year two running backs yeah, that are great. Just, yeah. A lot of them that are great. I like a bunch of them. You have, I'm just going to name them so people who don't know. I mean, everyone knows by now, obviously. But Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, James Robinson. Poor one out for James Robinson. So I want to know. Which one of these running backs do you think is going to have the most points next year? And I kind of want to exclude Jonathan Taylor because I think everyone thinks he's going to be the best one. So without saying Jonathan Taylor, that's like an easy answer. Which of those sophomore year running backs is going to have the best season? I like two of them, but the one that stands yeah, out say the most me. for me You're gonna do it. is Antonio Gibson. Really? You're going Antonio Gibson? Anton- An- listen to me right now. I was expecting you to go someone else, so I was going to go Antonio Gibson. Listen to me right now. <laughs> Antonio Gibson. I love his upside this season. He could easily be a top 10 fantasy running back. And you're going to hear it from me right now. He could be the number one running back in overall fantasy points this year. This kid is that good. His upside is that good. He could be the number one running back in fantasy points. Did you hear me? Let me say it again. The number one running back in football in fantasy points. Okay. Last season, he scored at least 12 PPR points in eight of his first 11 games. I mean, he had a toe injury in week 13 that kind of kind of really shut him down for the rest of the year, right? He didn't do much after that after that toe injury. I mean, he's going to share some passing down work with J.D. Uh, McKissick. 
Uh, but keep in mind, Gibson is a, is a converted receiver from Memphis and had 36 receptions on 44 targets as a rookie. This all offense should approve, especially with Conor McGregor, Fitzpatrick, AKK, under center, right? There is plenty of room for Gibson to grow, and his potential should have a great season in 2021. Okay, another guy, I'm going to give you a bonus, Cam Akers. The only person Akers didn't finish higher Oh, the only reason that Akers didn't finish higher than RB45 is due to the Rams not utilizing him until late in the season, right? We were all, when are they going to start using him? This kid's talent is unbelievable. But they didn't use him until the end of the year when he was given the starting job, mainly because Henderson kept getting hurt, right? He flashed plenty of potential for the future. Now Matthew Stafford is coming into town, another guy who's going to help this offense grow. He's a much better quarterback than golf. Stafford's going to... Is going to shine again this year. Another QB I love this year. Malcolm Brown is gone. Are you going to just list? You, I said to pick well, one giving, running back. I'm two good but you can't because that's cheating. It's not I, the, cheating. The question I gave you Akers on the show. could see 250 oh plus touches, gosh. especially with an extra game this year. So there's no doubt he's got RB1 upside in his revamped Rams offense. I like both these guys, but I think Gibson, like I said, could be the RB1 this year. That's a stretch. It's a bold prediction. That's how much I love this guy. Yeah, I mean, I was expecting you to actually go Cam Akers based on everything last year, so I was going to say Antonio Gibson. I love no, Antonio I Gibson for all the reasons I mean, you did. I, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think. Is no, I, but you, you, they're, all, they're all good options. I'm not saying any of these sophomore running backs are bad options other than James Robinson, but I'm saying they're all good options, but I don't know which one's going to be the best. I was going to say Antonio Gibson, so I guess I'm going to double down with you there. I think that the dude is amazing. You saw what he did last year. He he looked really good. He was a receiver turned running back, and he looked great as a runner last year. And he really didn't get involved in the receiving game last year. This year, I expect his receiving numbers to increase. He did have a very high touchdown percentage on the ground last year, so that's probably going to come back down to earth. But I do think he's going to get some receiving touchdowns because he had none last year. I also I think Fritz Magic helps the offense out a lot. They got Curtis Samuel. They improved a lot of things. So their offense is revamped for this year. Gibson going into his second year. I, I'm going to monitor that toe injury. If you didn't say Acres, I was going to go Acres. So you didn't. So I'm going to talk about Acres now. Go for it. He changed his number to number three. That's all you got to know. He's going back to the single digits college number. Matthew Stafford targeted running backs on 20 to 22% of throws. I think that Sean McVay is going to implement that more. Cam Akers is a – you saw what he did in the playoffs when he got touches. The dude just literally was a beast. Yep. I mean, they're good offense. Matthew Stafford's way better than Jared Goff. It's not even freaking close. Jared Goff sucks. I've been saying Jared Goff sucks. People are like, no, he doesn't suck. No, well, Jared Goff doesn't Jared Goff, suck. Jared just, Goff he, sucks. Listen, he just doesn't get the touchdowns. He's uh, not Matthew Stafford. He's not Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford's going to lead him to the red zone way more than Jared Goff will. And in the I red zone 100%. is where Cam Akers can get a lot of his points. Darrell Henderson is there. We didn't really see a lot of games with him healthy, but whenever Cam Akers got above 60% of the rush share, he was a top 24 running back a lot of the weeks. Going into year two, I, I really don't see why they wouldn't use him. I mean, I, I just love Cam Akers. I think both of them are going to catch more passes than Dobbins, who I love a lot. And probably going to catch more passes than Jonathan Taylor, to be honest, because Naheem Hines is there. Uh, you got McKissick there. You got Henderson there. Both two can implement, like, they could take away some from the other. But I'm going to go with Cam Akers or Antonio Gibson. So we're in lockstep here. Uh, I like Cam Akers a lot. I, I think that, I mean, Stafford's going to throw to him more than Goff did. Stafford's way more confident. He's going to get him in red zone no, more. I agree 100%. A lot of points are scored with touchdowns. And I think that Cam Akers is going to have a lot of touchdowns this year because the Rams' offense is better than Washington's. Washington should be a very surprise. Both are going running back 11-12 area. 
Washington's so, defense is going to be very good this year, too. Yes, so that's another thing. And I mean, the Rams are also have a good defense, too. Sure. It just it depends on what you want to do. Right. I like both those guys a lot, though. Right. I mean, both have RB1 upside. You said overall RB1 upside for Antonio Gibson. That's very bullish. That's a bold, that's a bold take. I like the bold take. Now, bold take here is who's going to finish as the wide receiver one overall. Not just the wide receiver one. I want to know who the number one wide receiver one overall. Number one. Right now, Tyreek Hill's going as the number one wide receiver overall. Which is very explainable. I mean, he's one of the most explosive wide receivers ever seen. I mean, he finished 2020 as a wide receiver two uh, with seven wide receiver one numbers. I mean, as long as he's healthy, I mean, the offense is always clicking. We should see similar numbers this year. He could take it to the house every time he gets the ball in his hands. So you can argue he can be the wide receiver one. You got Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Career year last right. year. Are you gonna do the same thing you always yeah, do and yeah. just list a bunch of players yeah. and then because and I just... can't decide. Who well, that's why it's a tough question. One. I need you to put your. So I'm giving you a couple oh options. My just gosh. bear with me here, okay? It's my time right now. Oh. So Diggs had career year last year in targets, reception, and yards. He should repeat this in Buffalo's offense, especially if finally if he can get double digit touchdowns this year, he could be the wide receiver one. Adams, no one's there to steal targets from him, but all bets are off if Rodgers doesn't come back. So you can't even put Adams in that. If, if, if Rodgers doesn't come back, I mean, Adams is not going to be the wide receiver one. Right? You agree with me there? I agree with you. I mean, A.J. Browns, his first two seasons were beautiful. They got a new offensive coordinator who likes to throw the ball down the field. Julio is there, so I don't know about uh, A.J. Brown. Um, Ridley, he's taken over the number one spot in the pass-happy offense. Oh, yeah, list yeah, 25. Yeah, ankle surgery is a concerning... I don't know. So I'm going to make another bold statement. Oh, my god! And I already said it. Uh, who could finish as the wide receiver one? Any one of these guys. But my bold uh, statement is going to be Keenan Allen. Uh, he could. But Herbert has to take another step forward, and Allen must stay healthy for the entire season. Without that, he remains a very good, but just short of a great fantasy option. Not saying he will be wide receiver one, but he has that type of upside, I think, in 2021. So if he could stay healthy, and Herbert is even better than last year, uh, look out, because Allen could be your wide receiver one. Keen and knowledgeable prediction. I remember the other day you were talking upstairs saying Calvin Ridley could be it. I mean, you just listed he a bunch could, of guys. I mean, I did. I, any one of these guys can, right? He, even a wide receiver two could step into that role as a wide receiver one. We just don't know. That's why it's a tough question. I mean, so I'm I, I'm going to make the bold statements that Keen Allen could be the wide receiver one. Yeah, I mean, I am going to say... It's a tough one. It's very tough. I love Stephon Diggs. He's my favorite player, but oh, I do yeah. think the only way he's going to get it if he can get double digits touchdowns. I don't. I I think that Stephon Diggs probably, arguably, could have had his best fantasy football season of his career last oh, year. Oh, he did. And he, he may come numbers. back down to earth. So there's two guys I'm looking at What's who could one? be the wide receiver one overall. It's Tyreek Hill. Obviously, he's always a candidate, but it's not him. Mine's going to be Calvin Ridley. I mean, the volume's going to be there, and the dude is—he's a producer. The I'm dude worried. always produces. They're not saying much about his ankle. That's the only thing that, right now. All right, the ankle is there. I have not seen a lot of people mention DeAndre Hopkins as the wide receiver one overall. Well, he's he's twenty nine. He's in his second year with Kyler Murray, yep. and they have to be more aggressive down the field. And you saw him last year go off for a period of games. Like he's amazing. DeAndre Hopkins, I feel like, is a very disrespected wide receiver still. Somehow, it's it's just very very tough. I mean, Devontae Adams without Rodgers, is he going to be that good? I mean, no. he's still going to be. A, he's Rogers, still he's, he's still going to be an elite wide receiver. Without I don't Rogers, know. he's no. He's got no he, shot at wide receiver one. He had ten games of Brett Hundley. Brett Hundley uh, yeah, in 2017, he finished as wide receiver six. He's, that's six. That's not one. But We're I know. Talking wide I know. But Jordan one. loves better than Brett Hundley, and at least now he's got an offseason to prepare with him. 
I am saying it's going to be Ridley or Hopkins. I'm going to go with Ridley. I'm going to put my foot down with Ridley. I think Ridley is going to be the wide receiver one overall this year. The volume's going to uptick. He's done nothing but produce every single year. He's got the report with Matt Ryan. He's seen, we have a sample size with him without Julio Jones. The thing is, Matt Ryan doesn't throw touchdowns. But Calvin really catches touchdowns. I got you. But Matt Ryan needs to throw the ball in the end zone more. Matt Ryan does need to throw the ball in the end zone he more. He needs to get touchdowns. I mean, last year, last year, Calvin Ridley was number one in the league in air yards. Number one in the league in air yards. He had an injury last year, too, like you said, the foot, and he's back there. He always gets targets. He was number one in deep targets last year. The dude just produces. He He's... Number one in completed air yards, number one in unrealized air yards, nine touchdowns last year, which is lower than he usually gets. The dude's usually a touchdown machine. I think that Calvin Ridley is going to be the wide receiver one overall this year. I mean, the dude is just a route running savant, and he's got the report with Matt Ryan. No Julio Jones, who gets more targets overall. Pitts is there to take away coverage, too. It's not the end of the world for Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be the wide receiver one overall. I, no I mean, I like the Keenan Allen pick. I think he's going to get peppered with targets. Any one of these guys could be the wide receiver one. Now, Keenan Allen is probably going last out of all them names we said. Yeah. That's why it's a bold statement, and I could see it happening. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm excited for the season. That's going to do it for our first episode back we're for the year. We're glad to be back, everybody. Glad to be back. We're I not going to be You guys doing... love it that we're back. Well, yeah, me too. I mean, I... The ban- let the bantering begin. Let the bantering begin. You can subscribe that's, to the podcast. We're going to be doing weekly. We are a redraft podcast primarily. That's why we kind of waited a little bit too, because we're not doing Dynasty. I do Dynasty on the side. I mean, I like Dynasty a lot, but we're a redraft podcast first, and that's what we're doing now. It's redraft season, man. It's July 13th. We're recording this. We have our first draft August 6th. And we have another one probably Labor Day weekend. We, we mean, draft season's upon us. It is. It's coming. It's we're right a month here. away. Football right is football's like 45 days away right now. That's crazy. So we're going to be coming weekly here. For, so, you, uh, yeah, subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at Justin underscore FFB. Follow my dad on Twitter at PaulFSFF. And then at FatherSonFF is the podcast. Twitter, subscribe here if you're new. And we'll be back next week. See you guys.